millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Welcome back to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Dimas. So, how's your week been? Um, you know, uh, Florida is a lot like Mississippi, where things are slowly starting to reopen. So, how is uh, how's things going over on your end? Well, I mean, we could talk about whether or not that's a good decision, but I feel like <laughs> that would be a whole separate podcast of yeah. itself. Yeah. But, um... So with a lot of the bans being lifted, I mean, the newer listeners probably won't know, but those who have been around for a while know about how busy I usually am with my job around this time. And if you've been following the sports world, you know that baseball is in a bit of a, we'll call it a money dispute right now. But really the... I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this, but like in my personal opinion, I think it's now very likely that there will not be a minor league baseball season at all, which is crazy to say because I'm usually, you know, headfirst into work right now. Like we wouldn't be doing, we probably wouldn't even be doing the show right now. Yeah. If things were, were normal, but uh, something that we've started doing uh, at work is we've, in a way converted the stadium into almost like an outdoor restaurant where we do still like entertainment, almost like a, like a murder mystery dinner, but without the murder mystery Yeah, where we'll do like little skits and things like that just to keep the guests entertained. So we're still doing some of the content that we would do for baseball. We're now doing Wednesday through Sunday. So 
I'm essentially working two of those shifts, you know, like that, that run from five to nine. So it's almost like I am working baseball still anyway. Yeah. And now with us adding the entertainment, I now have to work at least one weekend day, either a Saturday night or Sunday morning. Yeah. So I, I talked about this on my show last night, but I'm going to go on a bit of a hiatus from doing live episodes of my show just so I can actually have a little bit of downtime to actually be able to relax. Yeah. Because, you know, we do this show on Wednesday. If I work late Thursday and Friday and then do live shows for my show on Tuesdays, that only leaves Monday mm -hmm. during the week to actually have just like a normal night where I could like watch a movie or watch a couple of episodes of a TV show or whatever it is that I would want to do. Yeah. A uh, shout out to Thad Smith who is watching on Facebook live. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. We got a chat room full in uh, Twitch right now. So if you want to get in the nice. chat room, run over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jfunktastic. If you're watching on Facebook. And you want to win Volgar the Viking uh, switch code I have tonight to give away. Yeah, so that that's going to be coming up a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like some cool stuff I've been doing. I may have mentioned it on this show, but I, I know I've told you off air. I've started doing the Masterclass program, mm -hmm. specifically the Aaron Sorkin screenwriting, which has been fantastic because I know that's something that you know, yeah, I've I've already made a movie, but I feel like I can get better at it and really like dive into what screenwriting is. So yeah. I've been I've been doing that and hopefully, you know, take the lessons I've learned from that and make the script that I've been working on off and on for um for um, you know, make it better. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I uh just started writing a new script last night too. Uh inspiration has finally struck after all these weeks of being, well, I didn't really get to enjoy quarantine as much as everybody else did. I didn't really get to have a quarantine because I still had to work. So, yeah. um, but I still, you know, a bit of everything that's been going on, inspiration finally struck. So I, I finally got started on a new story last night and it feels good. Yeah. You sent me the, the details of it and I, I'm, I'm really digging it. So excited to see where you go with it. Fantastic. I can't wait to get it written. <laughs> it's going to feel good to finally get it written. Yeah, absolutely. See, Wally always said something uh, profound that uh, it's like writing sucks, but having written is great. Yeah. One, we won't even get into the rewriting because that's really where a script is made is through the rewrites. <laughs> At least that's yeah. what, you know, I, Kevin Almodovar, who we've both worked with on both Survey and the Parker Syndrome, he told me great scripts aren't written, they're rewritten. Mm -hmm. exactly. And that was, you know, one of the big pieces of advice he gave me when I was writing the script for the Parker Syndrome. And I, I think it's absolutely true. Uh, Bixmaster asked in the chat room, where can he find our movies? Uh, you can find Monsters Anonymous on Amazon Prime right now, as well as some other movies that I was in. Um, you can find uh, the Cornbread Cosa Nostra. Um, let's see. I, I don't need know. to watch that. Yeah. Um, I think you can find Mississippi River Sharks, where you can actually see me and Wally both <laughs> in that one. Um, let's see. Uh, Servi and, uh, is not available 
anywhere to to watch yet because it's still making its festival run. I'm convinced Steve wants a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there. I mean, at the rate it's going. Yeah, and uh, Parker Syndrome is still making its festival run too. So if you want to see Survey or uh, Parker Syndrome, then you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to catch them at a festival until they're available for the public. Well, I, I'll say to Mixmaster, if you wanna if you wanna DM me on Facebook or Twitter, I, I can I can send you the link. Uh, Thad Matas in the chat says he can hear us now. Uh, so hopefully everything is going decent. I'm trying to to watch. I don't know what's going on with OBS and Twitch because yeah, I was having on, I was having trouble. On Facebook are saying that you're there's no volume on you. Really? Which is which is weird because I'm getting you clearly through OBS right now. It's so weird. What is going on lately? I was having trouble with Facebook Live the other night for the Open Micros podcast. I don't know what's going on with streaming lately. Like right now I'm trying to to monitor the uh the stream on Twitch and it just it stops about every every 10 seconds or so and I don't know what's going on. Like nothing's in the red. I mean everything's fine. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting levels from you through OBS. Yeah. I'm everything's going perfectly on this end. I don't hmm. I don't know. <sighs> That's really weird. odd. Let me let me turn this I mean, I can boost your volume up a bit. Hello, hello. Is that I mean, that's the thing like I <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing you perfectly fine through yeah. OBS. All right, everybody, let me know if that if that causes me to to be sounding uh, echoey because I just turned in uh, turned on something else. So if I get echoey, then um, I'll turn this back off. So it sounds okay. fine in my head. So I'm hopefully maybe this will make everything a little better. Uh, sounding nice. Yeah. Rampage said it's nice and clear. Um, oh, uh, Mixmaster's called Monsters Anonymous. Let me type it in. Monsters Yeah, Anonymous. Nick Flagstar on Facebook says they can hear me, but not you. That's weird. And let, let me check one thing. All right, I typed the both of those uh, movie titles in the chat. Monsters Anonymous is the one that me and Wally wrote. And uh, and and we both did. And Cornbread Cosa Nostra is another uh, film that I was in, but I didn't write it or anything. And it's not a huge part, but it's kind of a, an important part. <laughs> well, every part you play is important. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> but um, but I'm kind of ready to get into the news because we got some cool news stories to get into tonight. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, from gamesindustry.biz, everyone's favorite mullet-wearing, uh, hot sauce-slinging bad boy, Billy Mitchell, <laughs> is suing Twin Galaxies over disqualified Donkey Kong scores. Um, video game scoreboard Twin Galaxies is facing a lawsuit from prominent arcade gamer Billy Mitchell. Uh, it removed his world record scores for Donkey Kong in 2018, claiming they were not achieved on unmodified arcade hardware. He's now suing for defamation in an effort to have his scores reinstated. 
Um, he's known for several world records across various arcade games. Uh, he appeared prominently in the 2007 documentary King of Kong. Uh, and he confirmed legal action to Ars Technica, telling the site, my law firm and I are f fully confident that we will establish a prime face uh, case for all parts of the lawsuit. It was filed in April. It was actually filed in April 2019, but has only recently surfaced due to a misspelling of Twin Galaxies, originally filed as Twin Galaxies, G-A-L-E-X-I-E-S. Um, oh my God! It, it goes on to to uh, you know a little bit of detail here, but <clears throat> I, I, there's another story that goes along with this as well. So I'm going to add this story in with it because this just popped up the other day. Yeah. Um. Actually, yesterday, uh, Billy Mitchell. This is from TechRaptor.net. Billy Mitchell sues YouTuber over cheating expose, and the YouTuber countersues. Um, let's see, Billy Mitchell's parade of litigation continues. He's now suing YouTube uh, for $1 million over claims he cheated to obtain some of his world-famous uh, Kong high scores. Apollo Legend, uh, YouTuber Apollo Legend, first made a video regarding Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong uh, entitled World's Most Infamous Donkey Kong Player. Um, why is this not showing the whole article? Is this... Looking weird for you too, like all stretched out and weird. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and it won't let me read it. Um, two years after that, I can't read the whole title of it, but it's world's most infamous Donkey Kong player something. Uh, more than two years after video was made, Mitchell has filed a defamation lawsuit against Apollo, and now Apollo has launched a GoFundMe campaign in order to raise funds to counter sue. Um, which he was created just four days ago, which would have been Friday of last week. It is, uh, he wanted $10,000, and he's already at, as of yesterday, $23,713. So, yeah, <laughs> he's countersuing Billy Mitchell for the, the defamation lawsuit. I love petty lawsuits that involve <laughs> multiple figures worth of money. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, After watching that um, King of Kong documentary, like Billy Mitchell just looks like such a jerk. That's why I don't have any sympathy for him. I mean, like he's, he, he, what does he care? He looks, he's got all that, those looks, hot sauce millions. <laughs> yeah. I don't get why he's so unhappy. I don't know. I mean, how could you be unhappy with a mullet that that glorious? I was about to say, like, the guy's hair's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, how can you be upset about that? Because uh, how old do you think this guy is? Oh, Billy Mitchell, he's got to be in his 50s at least. Oh, let me Google that. How old is How many 50-something-year-olds do you know with a head of hair like that? <laughs> Not many. Uh, Tiger King? <laughs> he was born <laughs> July 16th, 1965, so he's almost 55 years old. He will be 55 okay. in July. God, look at that. Look, everybody type in how old is Billy Mitchell in the Google and look at that glorious mulleted bearded bastard. <laughs> With the I mean, it, and not just the hair, but the beard is freaking like it's so well kept. Dude, he looks like, you know who he looks like? Um who's the who was the pitch man? The Billy Billy Mays. I think I think he and Billy Mays are the same person. 
Oh, the um, the OxyClean? Yeah, thing? Oxy. This is Billy Mays here with OxyClean. Hey, look. Look at that beard, dude. It is, it's like perfectly, uh, it's like it's drawn on with a Sharpie. That that's freaking like I don't even know how to comment on this story, <laughs> other than Billy Mitchell should be happy that he has the head of hair that he does. Yeah, and like the, the whole the whole thing to me is just petty. Like, yeah, I mean the the guy for a time had you know the world record for Donkey Kong and it was changed, but yeah. it was like you still technically had it, even though yeah. like if it was taken away, like it still existed at one point. So it's like. What's the difference? Yes, people are still commenting on <clears throat> Facebook that they're getting no audio from you. That's... Now multiple people are saying it. I, 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 don't, I don't know because it's like everything's set up correctly. I can hear you perfectly fine. I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with Discord. I don't know. We may have to try out something else for next week just to see. Uh, yeah, not, I, I'm honestly considering killing the, the Facebook stream, like if they can't hear you. Yeah, because there's no point if they can't hear me. We may have to yeah. use uh, uh, my buddy from the, so uh, the Sound um, podcast um, told me about another streaming um, that they uh, calling app that they've been using that that looks really good. So I'm gonna, I think we're going to try that. Okay. Yeah, I think what I might have to do is just kill the Facebook stream, which which sucks because we've you know started building yeah. up a, a little bit of a fan base on Facebook. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna kill the stream and then we'll um well, we'll have it all figured out for next week. Maybe just stop it and then just restart OBS while we're going and see if that helps it. I mean, if I have if I restart OBS, then like I'm not gonna be able to hear you for a period of time. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. That's fine. I mean, if nobody can hear me, then come over to, uh, just tell them to come over to, uh, or type in the, the chat to come over to twitch.tv slash jfunktastic. Yeah. <clears throat> Head. Yeah, guys, if, I mean, everybody says they can hear me, but not you. Yeah. Which is, to me, the strangest thing, so... Um, head over to twitch.tv slash jfunktastic. I'm gonna type it in the chat real yeah. quick. Uh, and and as, you guys can go watch from there. As far as Billy Miller goes, uh, Rampage wrote in the chat, I think that's who Peter Dinklage's character was based on in the Adam Sandler movie Pixels. I was actually <laughs> thinking that today when I was I was uh, looking at this story and I was like, you know, I wonder if that's who his character was based on in that movie. Because I just saw that movie again like about a month or so ago. It hasn't been that long ago I watched it again. I actually like that movie. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I don't know why people hated it so much. I I don't know. All right, so that that's posted in the Facebook chat. So I'm this sucks, but I'm gonna have to kill the Facebook stream. Yeah. But we'll we'll get it all figured out for for next week. So yeah, our we'll our it. apologies. All right, sorry guys. Sorry we're having just that little technical difficulties tonight. It's to be expected. We're a live internet show. We're doing yeah. everything ourselves. We don't have engineers and producers doing we everything. We ain't got no producers. <laughs> we are the producers. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on to the next story. Uh, that one's all, right, all yours. So let's see. Uh, Streets of Rage. Yeah. All right. So we've got classic Streets of Rage. This is from NintendoLife.com. Classic Streets of Rage soundtracks are being re-released 
on cassette and <laughs> compact disc. That's awesome. I don't call them CDs. I call them compact discs yeah. because it's cooler. If today's release of Streets of Rage 4 on Switch has you feeling all nostalgic for earlier games in the series, you might want to take a nosy at these tempting soundtrack offerings. Wayo Records is set to re-release the classic Mega Drive soundtracks to both Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 2, composed by Yuzo Kashiro. They'll be available on compact disc, digital, and in a neat touch, even on cassette. <laughs> I've never played these games, but you put a cassette in front of me, yeah. I will get it, just for the nostalgic. I, I actually have the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on cassette. Really? I got it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there was like... um. I saw it at a record store we have here in town, and I was like, I didn't even look at the price. I was like, I have to have oh, yeah. that. Like, that's so <laughs> that's an cool. instant buy. Yep. Uh, it follows Wear Records 2017 Streets of Rage digital and CD release with new commentary from Kashiro and a 17-minute long mega mix wow. by composer uh, Shinji Hoso. Plenty of options yeah. have already gone live for pre-order at Wear Records' website with all products expected to be released by the end of May slash june so if if you're a, a fan of collecting soundtracks this sounds amazing that's cool yeah if you're if you want this just head over to nintendolife.com uh and go to the uh this is one of the the articles on the front page so the uh the link to the uh website is in the article yes uh let's see uh for our next story this is from hothardware.com the Odroid Go Advanced Black Edition Retro Gaming Linux Handheld, whew, say that three times fast, gains Wi-Fi, USB-C power, and more. Retro gaming fans who want to be able to play their favorite classics on the Go may want to check out the Odroid Go Advanced Black Edition. It is an upgrade to the Odroid Go Advanced that launched last year with key upgrades fans have been calling for. Uh, let's see, uh, including Wi-Fi and the elimination of the large barrel power port. The portable retro gaming console is powered by Rockchip um, uh, RK3326 featuring a quad-core ARM Cortex-A35 processor operating at 1.3 gigahertz. Uh, system memory, memory is 1 gigabyte along with 16 megabytes SPI flash for bootloading and micro SD card slot for storage. The little display is 3.5 inch with a resolution of 320 by 480. Um, let's see, it is $59 <clears throat> with shipping scheduled for May 25th. Um, says the old version is still out there, so fans wanting the new features need to be careful when they order that they're purchasing the black edition, which uses a black PCB while the original has a white PCB. Buyers can choose between black or clear white cases for the console hardware. This actually sounds kind of intriguing. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I, I want to watch the video that's attached to this article. But I, I will say this. I, this is what should have been done with the whole Atari thing. Like, the, this yes. whole thing, like, it explains all the features. Mm -hmm. It's very transparent about everything, which I love. I, I'm not going to lie. This sounds like a cool little device to have. And, I mean, for 60 bucks. That really ain't that bad. Yeah, I would see, you know, I wish Nintendo would come out with something like this that looks like this. Because you could do, you know, you could it could come preloaded with like, you know, 40 or 50 original Game Boy titles, some Game Boy Color, 
um, you know, 2DS stuff. Like, like this would be the perfect little console for, you know, uh, Nintendo to re-release instead of doing, like, a, a Game Boy Classic or something like that. Because this does kind of look like a, a Game Boy Advance, like mm -hmm. a, a more simpler version of a Game Boy Advance. So they could just do something like this and put, you know, a hundred different Game Boy titles on it and charge, you know, 75 bucks, and I would go for that. No, I absolutely would too. It, it it reminds me a little bit of the um the 2DS because mm -hmm. they did do like the 3DS came out and then there was the 2D version which was a little bit yeah. cheaper, but it wasn't it wasn't preloaded with games like you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, if Nintendo were to do something like that, like maybe the size of the 2DS. Yeah. But it it has say 50 to 60 games on it. I think that'd be a great seller and you just have a mix of Game Boy <laughs> Game Boy Color, like pretty much all their like major handheld titles, I think would be really cool because you could put the Super Mario Land games on there, the original Link's Awakening, the the WarioWare games, which were really fun for the the DS era yeah. of Nintendo handheld. So it could almost be like an anthology of handheld Nintendo because that that medium has been severely glossed over. Yeah. Mixmaster wants us to give him a come on Nintendo. <laughs> come on Nintendo. Um, Rampage, yeah, I mean, I agree that they could add Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to the Switch. Uh, you know, but if while they're in the mood to make these mini consoles like the Super Nintendo Mini and um, you know the Nintendo Mini, and they already did something where they re. Didn't they redo the copyright or something for the Game Boy not too long ago? Yeah. If they're gonna do that, they're not gonna put this stuff on the Switch. They're gonna if they're gonna put out some sort of Game Boy Classic, you know, this is probably m more of along the lines of what they would actually do. I'll be honest, I would prefer that over something else that we talked about a while back. Was just make like a an app. Mm -hmm. with games on it that you can play on your phone but i think i would rather have the separate system yeah me too and you throw 50 games on it i'd get that yeah i would too i mean a little handheld console with like you know 50 to 75 different game boy games for like you know 75 bucks i, I would plump down 75 bucks for that oh in a heartbeat Ooh, I just Come on, water. nintendo make it happen i just splashed water in my face <laughs> Uh, let's see. What's our last story here? Uh, it's yours. All right, it's so, all yours. Yep. So our last story comes to us from express.co.uk. Nintendo Direct latest update, double dose of bad news for Switch fans in 2020. Nintendo is seemingly struggling to adapt to the conditions enforced by the coronavirus lockdown. Indeed, if news reports are to be believed, the company will may have a double dose of bad news for Switch fans in 2020. According to an article over on Eurogamer, the company is thinking of delaying its annual June Direct conference, which, as we all know, coincides with E3. They've been doing yeah. that the last few years, which other companies have started doing that as well and not actually physically being at E3, which we all know has been canceled yeah. for this year. Uh, let's see. The cancellation of this year's E3 event has given publishers and platform holders to hold their own conferences online. Microsoft will unveil a selection of Xbox Series X games on May 7th. 
while Sony, which has already happened, but while Sony will reportedly reveal the PS5 later this month. Sadly, however, it looks like Nintendo will be unable to follow suit. Not only has the June Direct conference seemingly been pushed back, but Nintendo may also have to delay some of its high-profile first-party games. It reportedly needs additional time to work on its first-party first lineup, although things could change at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, we've talked about you know the possible remastering of the Mario games. I, I'm sure you've heard the story, too, but there was rumors of a remastered Metroid Prime trilogy. Yeah coming out for the switch so i mean what what do you think about all this stuff potentially being delayed well i mean <clears throat> i mean i understand with covid and everything but at the same time i mean it's it's people coding on computers i mean i don't understand why they can't let i mean are people working from home to you know do these remasters and all that kind of stuff so i really don't see why that would affect it too much you would i mean the, with the way nintendo works you would think that stuff would would already be done and <clears throat> because they I, nintendo is not very known for like you know crunch or what, what they're calling that these days like nintendo likes to be fully prepared before they yeah. release stuff so i don't know i mean it <clears throat> i mean this is a pretty good reputable website that we've used a couple times so I don't know. I'm going to kind of take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, things might get pushed back, but I don't think it's it's like a dire situation or anything like that. Yeah, the way I look at it is so many things are being delayed. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we just... I don't want to be blunt in saying that we have to accept it, but in a way we have to accept it. Like, look what's happened with movies. Yeah, exactly. All of those have been delayed. You know, there's no sports going on right now because, you know... The NBA and NHL might not resume their seasons. Baseball might not start until July. The NFL might not start until October. So I, I think it just continues the trend of all aspects of entertainment mm -hmm. being delayed. You know what's going to be weird when we finally hit the point where there's not a lot of stuff coming out, like as far as TV shows and movies, because nothing's getting made right now. And there's no... But you know what's not getting delayed? <laughs> The Mandalorian. Yeah. Because luckily they shot everything before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So they're just doing post-production. But I, I will say this, and the headline should be, COVID can't stop Baby Yoda. Yeah, exactly. And if it hasn't been filmed, then they need to camera crews and, and you know grips and all those guys. They need to throw on some hazmat suits and go film that shit. Yep. Because <laughs> in October... I got to find out what happens to Baby Yoda next. Yeah. Ooh, there's and a lot going on in the chat room. So I, if I've missed some stuff, guys, I, I'm sorry. There is so much going on in the chat room right now. I'm going to have to chime in on this chat thing. Yeah. But, uh, but it's time to go into this month in video game history. In May of 1980, Strato Stratovox from Sun Electronics is the first game with voice synthesis. I think I remember us talking about this before. Yeah, because I remember the name, yeah. Stratovox. Known in Japan as Speak and Rescue, uh, an arcade fixed shooter 
published by or developed by Sun Electronics and published by Taito. Um, let's see. The player must shoot UFOs who will attempt to kidnap astronauts that appear on the right side of the screen. If the player lets all the astronauts be kidnapped, the game is over. Ooh. I, I just love this first sentence. Stratovox, known in Japan as Speak and Rescue. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> such completely different titles. Like, <laughs> like Speak and Rescue is just kind of, eh. Yeah. Like, you throw in Stratovox. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what's that? Stratovox just sounds like a metal band. <laughs> and it does. Speak and Rescue. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> We're going uh, to Speak yeah. and Rescue. That's not, what? No. Are you ready? Yeah. For Stratavox. <laughs> Thank you, Detroit. <laughs> In May of 1983, Sega releases Astron Belt in the Japanese market, which is the second Laserdisc video game. It uses pre-rendered computer animated film footage as backdrops overlaid with sprite graphics. I remember us talking about this as well. Yeah. I think this was this was one of the first ones that actually came out before um, what, uh, Dragon's Lair. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I also want to throw in uh, Rampage said in the chat, I wonder what the child's name actually is or will be. Whatever is revealed, like, people are still going to call him Baby Yoda. His name will be Ayod. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, how, however you man. say Yoda backwards a Adoy <laughs> his name is Adoy, Adoy. Yeah. <laughs> I would laugh hysterically if that happened and then just watch the internet destroy itself I would do I, it I will, I will, if I was in charge I would just do it to watch the world burn <laughs> oh absolutely like I would put it out there then I would make a batch of popcorn and just pull Twitter up on my computer mm -hmm. and just hit refresh every like twenty <laughs> seconds. People would lose oh, their God. mind. The 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 internet would melt literally. And I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> See, in uh, May of 1985, Konami releases Gradius in Japan called Nemesis elsewhere. Both cool names. Yes, I like Gradius. Gradius is a good name. 
Yeah, Gradius is a good video game name. Yeah, it is. That that's one that you know, like when you think of like the early to mid '80s video games, I feel like yeah. when it comes to the titles, Gradius has to be up there on the list. Yeah, it's synonymous with Konami, and like <clears throat> it's one of those games. Yeah. Like it came out, um, you know, in the arcades and stuff like in Japan before here, but it's definitely one of those kind of. Uh, you know, like synonymous with the NES. Yeah. No, I would, uh, I would agree with that. But on May 6th of 1986, Infocom releases the highly regarded Trinity. Did we talk about this? Yeah, I remember this. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember this, the graphic. Yeah, the graphic looks pretty good. It's, it's, it's very early. Uh, um, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of like a like an advertisement you'd see in a magazine for a made-for-TV movie in the late '80s or early '90s. I was, yeah, I was, that's what I was trying to get to. It like it has that weird kind of like TV miniseries look about the the front coming cover. to Fox this yeah. Sunday night. <laughs> Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> oh um. man. Uh, May twelfth. I say there, there's no way I'm ever going to work in the film industry. Oh yeah. <laughs> May twelfth of 1989, Konami releases Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES, one of the first video games based on the uh, Ninja Turtles animated series, being released after the show's second season. Um, and if anybody watched my <clears throat> my uh, streams the last couple of weekends, I tried to get to the end of that game, man. I tried. I really did. But man, the room, the room, damn yeah, you, room. room. Yep. <laughs> We're not talking about the movie. We're no. talking about the actual room. We dubbed it the room because it killed yes. me every time I went in there. Uh, another good name for it would have been the black hole. Yeah. Once you go in, never you never come out. Come out. Uh, May 3rd of 1994, Epic Mega Games releases Jazz Jackrabbit, a console-style animal-with-attitude platformer. Oh, yeah. I remember us talking about this. This has 90s written all over it. You know what, though? I kind of want to try it. I do, too. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, the screenshots look pretty cool, so it looks like something I would actually enjoy. Yeah. I wonder if this was something that was created, like, because, you know, like, characters were a big thing. Like, you know, Mario came around in the 80s, and then in the 90s, you had Sonic and Crash Bandicoot. They were trying so hard to make <laughs> new, yep. you know, mascots. That's why, I'll, that's why I'll say that, you know, no one will ever touch Mario, because Mario was the first. Yeah. The only one who's close is Sonic. And I was, this was around the time that I, I had gotten my first compu- real computer um, other than the Commodore 64, and I was really big into, uh, you know, the CD-ROM gaming and stuff like that, and computer gaming, and I I never heard of this game. Like, I was big into, um, you know, like, Flashback, and I had the Dark Half, and then I had, like, the Seventh Guest, the Eleventh Hour, Mist, all those kind of games. I never heard of this, and you would think I would have heard of it around that time. I would have totally tried this out. Well, it says here that in 2017 it was re-released on GOG.com. Really? So oh, I wonder I if it's that. for free. Maybe. 
We'll go check that out. As along with uh, support for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Hmm. I'd be interested in trying it. Like, I mean, like you said, the the screenshots look intriguing, and it looks like something that I would actually like. Might be good, even for though a I review. never really got big into computer games. Yeah. But. Like I said, it might be good for a review, and uh, if if you want to take that one, you're more than welcome yeah. to. Yeah. Um, coming up to the end here, we have uh, May first, nineteen ninety six. Gamespot and Game FAQs are launched. Dude, I loved GameFAQs.com Dude, back in the day. I didn't know Gamespot has been around that long. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember are... looking at both huh. these sites, especially Game FAQs. I looked at that site religiously <laughs> in high school, like trying, like you just using it to find, you know, items, especially for like Ocarina of Time and you know other Zelda games, like trying to beat it a hundred percent. I would use that website a lot. Yeah, back in the day. I w- is it still around? I don't know. I'm. Sure. I haven't looked at it in. I know Gamespot is. Yeah, because I've you know, we've gotten some articles from them in the past, but oh. I haven't looked at game FAQ since probably early college. But oh. no, I I loved love that website. But to close us out for this month in video game history, on May twenty second of two thousand, so we are approaching the twenty year anniversary of this game. Rare releases Perfect Dark for the Nintendo 64, yes. and that makes me feel old. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they haven't done a uh, a complete remaster of that game yet. They did, a, a, I think, a prequel for the 360, but I remember it not being nearly as well-received as the original was. But yeah. man, if they, if they remastered this, I would love to play it. Because, you know, going back and playing it for the review I did a while back was so much fun. Like, I forgot how good of a game that this was. And I, I feel bad for it in the sense that, you know, with GoldenEye being as big as it was, yeah, like this was never going to live up to it. Mm-mm. But it's still, it's a good game, you know, all on its own. <clears throat> Man, that was a big TMNT uh, discussion going on in the chat room and um, my browser uh, quit. So I don't know, somebody was giving me encouragement saying I could beat it. So whoever was saying that, thank you. I'm still going to try, but like I said, that I've was, gotten, um, that was sad. Yeah. I've, I've gotten close. Like I said, I've gotten to the, uh, um, the technodrome a few times in my life. Um, but I would have to do the technodrome. And then of course, shredder is the last, um, last person to beat, but I was so close to the um the the giant mouser the other day when I couldn't get past that damn room man I was like one room away from the mouser and then the room happened the room the room <laughs> damn the room. it but uh before we go into our review for tonight um we have some shout outs that I would like for Derek to give Yes, yeah, so as always, we'd like to shout out uh, our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, who actually, and I'll reveal what the game is at the end of the show, but they actually voted on my review for next week. So thank they? you guys for doing that. Uh, we want to shout out Armez J, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John, Jack- John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, and Carlos Longoria. Thank you guys, as always, for keeping the lights on for us. If you want to contribute to 
our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. If you help us get back to that $50 level, we will do an ex- we will do a bonus episode every month. And I don't know about you, but when we do the commentary tracks, like I have so much fun. Oh, me too. Doing those. And we, and we will do those every month if we get back up to that $50 level. So check us out over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Yes, and tonight we're going to be talking about... Rise, warrior. Sounds like Conan. Volgar the Viking. Um, and I can't remember, was it... Um, who gave me the idea to do this? Was it... Uh, who was it that, that um, told me I'm to I'm trying go? to remember. Somebody in the chat told me to um, review this a few weeks ago. And I forgot who it was. I, I'm sorry I forgot, but it's you know I'm getting old and my memory's not what it used to be. But thank you. Uh, tonight, uh, tonight I'm talking about it. It's Volgar the Viking, an action platformer video game developed by Crazy Viking Studios and sired by scry- side-scrolling platform games like in the 1980s like Rastan and Ghosts and Goblins. The game is a modern interpretation of the genre while retaining both the graphical style and the difficulty level of the earlier titles. After a successful Kickstarter campaign to crowdfund, uh, the production of the game, uh, Volgar the Viking was published on Steam by Adult Swim Games in September 2013 and is supported on Windows, OS X, and Linux-based personal computers uh, on October 2014. An Xbox One version of the game was published by Crazy Viking Studio itself, and uh, it was um, on the Nintendo Switch uh, October 5th, 2017. Um In Volgar the Viking, player controls the titular character who has been charged by Odin with a quest to defeat an evil dragon. Volgar is armed with a sword, a spear, and a wooden shield at the start. Along with hitting enemies at range, the spear can also be used to create temporary platforms, and treasure chests located throughout the level will contain power-ups that grant Volgar new abilities and, most importantly, enable him to take more damage. That being said, this game... As soon as I started playing it, instantly was like Ghosts and Goblins. Whoever created this game loved Ghosts and Goblins as a kid because this is a modern day version of Ghosts and Goblins. That's all it is, (laughs) basically, because it's got the same sort of um, uh, play style. Where, you know, you start out, like it said, you've got, you start off with a sword and wooden shield. And as you go through the game, you come across different treasure chests and you, and each treasure chest is like an upgrade. In uh, the first, you get an upgrade to your, um, your shield. And then, which gives you the ability to charge up your spear because you have two different weapons. You've got uh, close up melee, which is your sword. And then you have a ranged weapon, which is your spear, which is cool because when you upgrade your your shield uh, to the second tier shield, the blue shield, then you're you're able to charge up your um, your spear, 
and you can like take out multiple enemies at once. It's just like it's an unstoppable, <laughs> you know, charged up spear. And then you know if you can not get hit and make it to the the, the next um, treasure chest, then you get like the flaming sword. After that, or no, next you get a helmet, you know, a big horned uh, Viking helmet. And then if you can make it to the next treasure chest without getting hit, then you get the flaming sword. And <laughs> when I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the truth right now. I'm only on level two of this game. Oh, wow. It's so ridiculously hard. Like. It's like I said, Ghosts and Goblins hard. Like it's you. It's one of those games where it's not. I don't want to say it. It is frustratingly hard, but I don't want to say it's like rage quittingly hard. It's more like if you are into games where you have to memorize like patterns and different like things you have to do. Like you go into like one section, you're like, okay, um, well in this section. Uh, you know, there's these plants that shoot out, um, you know, these fireballs. So as soon as I walk in the room, I know they're going to shoot the fireballs. So I wait for them to do that. And then I got to run through, climb up this this uh, uh, rope. And in between these little slots, I got to throw a spear. So um, all the way up to the top through these little slots into the other wall on the other side. So that when I come back to climb up the rope, the, those uh, spears will be blocking um, any flaming, um, you know, f flame balls from hitting you out of these plants, like that type of stuff, you know? Like there's yeah. uh, certain enemies that um, it's like a, a certain platform. It's a platform. It's a side-scrolling platformer. So there's certain areas you go to where, you know, there's different enemies that take um, more damage than some of the, the trash mobs but you know you have to take this one dude out before you can get up to this other level. So you have to find, like, the perfect place to, to be when this dude, like, jumps up and you can take him out midair. Like, that type of stuff. It's very, um, it's very, like, methodical in the way you, you go through the game. And the more you memorize things the easier it is to get through the level. Like I went through level one so many times that I could get to the final boss finally without getting hit and getting to the final boss with the flame sword. That way I would have three extra hit points before I died because the bosses are like, you know, humongous on the screen. Like you're, you know, like you're this big, but the boss is like this big. It's it, and you gotta like you know the first boss you come to you have to he's got this huge shield and he bashes the ground in front of you and you have to like jump over the the you know the shock wave and then you have to throw spears into his shield and then climb up onto those spears and then start like you know bashing them in the face like that type of stuff. It took me like five tries to get to the first boss. To just to know his pattern and know how to kill him. Like, it's one of those games that, like, it's unforgiving because there are no checkpoints. Like, you... Oh, wow. <laughs> if you die, you go all the way back to the beginning of the level. But if you make it through the level, 
then you don't have to go back through that level again. Like next time you come, like if you try to get through level two and you die and you quit the game, next time you come back, you can just go straight to level two. Like you don't have to go through level one again. Because if you did, nobody would play this game because you would have to go through all that crap again. And nobody would want to do that. I like the game. I really do, especially if you're um, into those kind of really hard early you know like punishing nes games like it's it's nintendo hard i'm gonna say that like it's completely you can feel the ghosts and goblins and you know the the castlevania like all over this thing so if you're into that type of stuff i would say get it i think it's like ten dollars on uh, the Nintendo Switch, and like like it said, you can get it on like Xbox One and all that kind of stuff. It's a very good game. Uh, you know, it's got like 16-bit style graphics, but a little better because you know, sort of like it's got a a Broforce kind of feel and look to it. If you ever played Broforce, okay. So yeah, it's 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 kind of got that aesthetic to it, but. If you're into those type of games, and I know you did, um, I did the NES version of Ghosts and Goblins, and you did the Super... I did Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, so you have an idea of what it's like to play this game. Well, I was watching some footage of it, and it gave me that little bit of a vibe. So I I would, I mean, granted, I haven't actually played it, but just from the footage I've watched, I, I I would echo that sentiment. But it's definitely got that vibe of, like, you get, you keep playing it, and you keep playing it, and you just get a little bit further every time, and you learn where the next enemy is coming from. You know where the next, you know, spear going to be shooting out of the wall, or, you know, where the next, like, you know, flame-spewing plant is going to be. So, like, you just get a little bit further each time, so it's got that, it's got that that uh, that addictive factor to it, to where you're just like, oh, like I just, oh, I, I I can know I can get a little bit further each time. Yeah. So <clears throat> it keeps you coming back. But the thing was, is like I would have given anything for some checkpoints, man. <laughs> just some checkpoints, because like it's frustrating to get all the way to the boss and die, and then have to go through the entire level again. And man, it's punishing, it's brutal, and it's fun. And then I get to level two, and the enemies are completely different in level two. They act differently. Like, it's, it's like whatever the difficulty is in level one, it's cranked up by, you know, a factor of 10 in level two. Like, <clears throat> I've gotten maybe a quarter of the way into level two. Like it's just, it's like that little incremental, just like a little bit further each time. Yeah. It looks like something that I would actually enjoy. Cause I mean, I, I've made it known on the show that I'm a big platformer fan. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to try. And it, looking at the reception that this game got, I mean, it has, really overwhelmingly positive reviews. I mean, Game Rankings gave it, I think, a 70... The PC version gave it a 78, Xbox One an 81. Metacritic, PC, 76 out of 100. 
Uh, Destructoid gave it an 8 out of 10, Eurogamer 8 out of 10, and Digital Spy gave it 5 stars. Yeah. So it, it's got it it's got the the cred of it being a well-reviewed game. Mm-hmm. So that that too also makes me want to give it a shot. Yeah, Rampage uh said he has to decide. He's he's interested in it has to decide if PS4 or Switch. Honestly, I'm going to say it, it's a perfect Switch game. Because, like I said, that that level one, I bought it two weeks ago. And I just sat literally, you know, there was a Sunday where, you know, Angelina's like working on the computer, editing videos. And I literally just sat in bed all day with my Switch and just played through level one. Just the entire damn day trying to get through that level. And finally did it, and you know, we got to the show last week, and I was like, "Dude, I need another week," because like I've only gotten through the first level, but I still have. It's been a week later, and I haven't even made it through level two because it's so brutal. So if if you're into like like even Mixmaster said he loves Super Ghouls and Ghosts, this is the game for you. I mean, this is direct lineage of it's. I mean, it's just got. It's got super ghouls and ghosts. Just it, the blood runs in this this game's veins. I'm excited to try it. You said it was what, like ten bucks? Yeah, it's like ten dollars on the Switch, I think. Well, and, and I would to go off of what you were saying to uh, to Rampage. The reason why I would say Switch, and it's going to be my answer nine times out of ten when it comes to games, is that. It's the portability. Yeah. That you can, like you said, you laid in bed and you played it. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, that's the convenient thing about the Switch. You can do it, you know, in bed. You can go sit outside in your backyard and do it. Like, I've been doing that with the Switch a lot. So, I, I would absolutely say the Switch as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm only in level two, but I got to give a, a great score because it's definitely... It's had me glued to it because, like I said, it's not it's not hard because it's broken. It's hard because it's challenging, but it's the kind of challenge, like I said, it's just, just that little bit incremental further you get every time and you just keep wanting to get further and further. So that that's the type of gameplay it is. So what would you give it as far as a number score? I mean, I haven't finished the game, but just from the fun of just laying in bed, playing it, and you know, getting a little further and getting completely getting the super ghouls and ghosts vibe, you know, I'm gonna give it an eight, just because it's a it's a good game that. just to own in your Switch library. <clears throat> and like I said, if you want to get it anywhere else, like it's available on Wii U, um, like uh, the PlayStation Four, the Vita. Uh, Xbox One, <clears throat> Windows, it's pretty much available anywhere. So, you know, just like, plop down a couple of bucks and, and see if you like it. I mean, even if you hate it, you know, it's what, 10 bucks? Like, let me. Yeah, it's not that much. Let me just look and see what I paid for it. Well, if it's 10, I think, you know, even if you end up not liking the game, it's not like you spent yeah. 60 bucks like you would on a PS4 game. And it, and it's not much space either. It's like, I don't know, it's like uh, like a couple of hundred megabytes. Let's see, Volgar. It's not too bad. 
Viking for Nintendo Switch. Right now it is yes, nine ninety nine on the Switch store. Yeah, I think that's worth it. So I do have a game code to give away for this. Um, are you guys in the chat room ready for some uh, <laughs> for some trivia? And I will give trivia. you a game code. The first person to answer this trivia question. Who was, what was the name of the princess <clears throat> that King Arthur had to rescue in Ghosts and Goblins? First person to answer Ooh. gets the code. I don't even know that one. I figure uh, well, this would be the perfect game to do. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins yeah. trivia for as everybody rushes to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first one who does it. Come on, Mix Master. If you <laughs> ah, Rampage got it. Print, print. Yep. Yay, Rampage. 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 Well, um, I'm going to uh, <laughs> see if I can actually... All right, I'm going to whisper him that... There it is. Okay. I'm going to send this to you as soon as we're done recording this. So stay in the chat room <clears throat> whenever... Um, stay in the chat whenever we're done here, and um, I will give you the code to the game. And congratulations. Uh, and I do want to shout out who... This German dude <laughs> gave it to us um, <clears throat> from the Volgar studio. His name is Chris Dierschmidt with the two little umlauts above the U. That's um, awesome. And his Twitter is at Volgar, V-O-L-G-A-R-R. -R. So huge thank you to him. Uh, he is the CEO of Crazy Viking Studios and uh, the creative director and... Um, other for uh, Samurai Showdown. So yeah, he's a pretty important dude there. So thank you to him for supplying. And uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. And I do have um, one thing here uh, for listener email. Carlos Longoria sent us this uh, last week. And uh, we didn't get to do it because we didn't do last week's show. But this is from allspark.com. He sent us this link. Uh, officially confirmed animated Transformer in the movie Transformers movie in the works. Toy Story 4's Josh Cooley to direct. Um, <clears throat> AllSpark user Paladin has alerted us that articles from Deadline and Hollywood Reporter have confirmed that a new animated Transformers film is in the works, and Josh Cooley <clears throat> has been hired as director. Uh, let's see. Be sure to check out the forums. Blah 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 blah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it just says Hasbro's Entertainment, um, which is cool because I just bought some stock in Hasbro, so hopefully this will make my stock go up. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, Big Scale's Transformers theatrical prequel that sources said focuses on an origin story. <clears throat> takes place on Cybertron. Awesome! The planet from which the good guy and bad guy robots are from. The film revolves around the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron. This is what I've been wanting from a Transformers movie this whole time. 
I want something that takes place on Cybertron. I want to see the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. I don't want a single human damn being in this movie. I'll just say my thoughts on this. Do you see Michael Bay's name attached to it? No, it is not. <laughs> then I'm interested in watching I, it. I'm so in. No, you... If this is true, I, I'm like, I'm not a huge Transformers fan. Like I'm not going to pretend that I am, but this, I would actually be very interested in seeing. Dude. I remember watching the Transformers movie in the theater when I was a kid and Optimus Prime died and I yeah. think that's what's wrong with me as an adult is I saw my hero die and I think a part of me died with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe you'll get a part of you back <laughs> yeah. after this movie comes out. Maybe. <laughs> Mixmaster, please no Michael Bay. <laughs> no, no <laughs> Michael Bay anywhere to sully up this movie. Yeah. Exactly. But um, but that brings us to the end of the show. Um, Derek, is there anything else you would like to throw out there before we go this evening? Yeah, so I mentioned our friends over at Patreon earlier. So I, I've started posting polls for you guys to decide what I review. And as a result, I will be wrapping up the classic Sonic line of video games by reviewing Sonic and Knuckles yes. next week. So that should be a, a fun one to do. Actually kind of an underrated Sonic game, so I'm excited to go back and revisit that. But um, I do want to thank you know, those who watch the show and you know, also watch my show as well. Had a really fun discussion on my show last night about top 10 sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of people leave their list, had some really good interaction in the chat, so thank you guys for that. If you want to check out the Derek Diamond Experience, new episodes come out every Thursday on all podcasting platforms, and you can follow the show um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. Um, also, also, next week, Jason, Wally, and myself yes. will be recording a roundtable discussion about the original Ninja Turtles movie, and I've been waiting for weeks to do this show, and I'm excited for it. Um, I actually got myself a copy the other day of ActRaiser for the Super Nintendo. Um, I haven't had a copy of it yet, <clears throat> and I've always been interested in playing that game, so I think I may actually stream that now because I really want to play that. I always wanted to play it when I was a kid, just never did, and I don't know why. So I think that might be my next couple of streams is just playing ActRaiser, and I think I might do a review of it, uh, either for nice. the, my next review or the one after. Because I've been, that's one of, that's been one of my bucket list games for a long time now. Yeah, I know the name, but like you, I that was a game I missed out on. Well, the reason up, so I'll be excited to hear about the it. The reason I wanted to play it so bad is because I I still like vividly remember it, and I wish I still had the Nintendo Power. That this was in when they first announced the Super Nintendo, um, when it was still, I think they were still calling it the, the Super Famicom or whatever they were calling it before it was officially called the Super Nintendo. They, you know, put some pictures up of it was it was a picture of F Zero, um, Super Mario World, and ActRaiser, like some screenshots. And ActRaiser was one of the first screenshots I ever saw for the Super Nintendo. I was like, I want to play that game. Because it's just like, you know, this big knight in gold armor, like holding this huge sword. And I'm just like, what is that? 
I want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm finally at 40. Um, I'll be 43 years old in two weeks, and I'm finally going to be be playing that game. So that's no that. fantastic. I'm excited that, to hear about it. That's what's coming up. So I think that's about it. Anything else before we go? Nope, I think I'm good. All right, well, let's go ahead and play our music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro where you can go throw us a couple of bucks a month or just a buck a month. And if we get to $50 a month, we will give you those extra episodes of us doing cool commentary tracks. And if you can't do that, can't throw us a buck a month, I know times are hard, go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full (laughs) price for late pizza. Yes. You blow it! Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.